0: Anyone having a good day? Anyone having a uh, day and you're just glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Uh, I'm going to raise my hand on that one. Amen. Amen. Just want to welcome everyone here to Calvary Gospel. So good to see everyone. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we're so thankful that you chose to worship with us, whether it's here or online. Uh, thank you so much for joining with us. We want to uh, connect with you, and so if you have uh, have an opportunity to head to the Welcome Center, uh, just a few points of information that we'll gather. We've got a small gift for you if you're here in person. If you're online, you can head to that Bitly link that you see on your screen at this time. Uh, again, just a few points of information. We'd love to connect with you, uh, connect you to the family of God. Amen. Amen. We love to give here at Calvary Gospel, and there's many op- options and opportunities to give Uh, you there are offering boxes right outside each door if you're online you can go or if you're worshiping online you can go to our website or you can go to church center the church center app and as always you can mail it in Uh, united states postal service is still in uh, in in service (laughs) amen stamps are getting more expensive but they're still in service glory help us so if you want to save a stamp, just go online. It's easy, simple. If you need some direction on how to use the app, uh, let us know. We would love to help you out with that, get you connected. Lots of information on there, ways to get connected. A few announcements tonight. Next week, Friday, March 8th, uh, we're having all-church prayer at 7 p.m. Um, and other churches from the around the Section 3 will be uh, joining with us. So that's going to be a great time, all-church prayer, next Friday, March 8th. Uh, March 8th at 7 p.m. Amen. And then that's following Sunday, March 10th, uh, Sister Terry Spears, she hasn't been here for a few years, uh, but she's going to be ministering in the 11 a.m. service. We're excited to have her with us uh, on that weekend. And then coming up, um, March 14th, it's a Thursday. It is our annual business meeting and this is an exciting time to find out about the uh, where the church is at financially and, and church business, and that's going to be at 7 p.m. Thursday, March 14th. We want to encourage all of you to be there uh, and give your give your voice a, a vote and, and be able to vote in the business uh, of that evening. Um, and then just a. A quick housekeeping admin note. You may have noticed, we mentioned it once already, but the slat wall across the lobby on the right side, if your left side as you're facing the back, um, is our, our new Connect wall. And we have um, handouts for, all, uh, for connection groups and ministries. But we also are putting our prayer request cards there. We're putting our volunteer cards, our brand-new volunteer card, which I don't have with me, but it's super cool if I say so myself. Go check it out. Uh, but that is the way if you don't want to do it on the Church Center app, which is a whole lot easier. Uh, but if you want to do the paper uh, manually, do it. That's the place to, to volunteer as well as our uh, giving envelopes are right up there. You can put anything right in the, the giving boxes and uh, we'll take care of it from there. But check out that wall. We have, I don't know how many have noticed we get publications every year the pentecostal life publication as well as uh the reflections uh little publication which is for ladies and that is going to be the home of those uh the most current uh uh, um not episode (laughs) anyways yeah audition i've had a long day kind of day and I'm just thankful I'm in the house of the God. Anyways, but uh, check that wall out for that. We're also going to eventually move to like any current event coming up, uh, handouts and stuff that's going to live on that wall. So uh, check that wall out. It's not going to be static. It will change. There'll be new things. Um, So keep keep an eye on that wall. Check it out as you walk by and uh, be connected and find out what's going on at Calvary Gospel. Would you stand with me? Amen there is no other name than Jesus amen his name is man it's the mention of his name he's, he's just he's close there just call on his name tonight I want to encourage you to that to do that tonight if you need a touch of in your body or your your relationships your finances your home. Anybody got a need like that? You want to indicate by lifted hand? Amen. Look around. Call out the name of someone who raised their hand. We want to continue to pray for Brother Larry Conley his mother passing away. Amen. There was a something happened at Sprecher Road. Car went off the road and there's all these cops there and I, I don't know what's going on. I just tried to get by because I was late. Uh, so let's pray for whatever's happening on Sprecher Road. Amen. And uh, Let's let's go before the Lord in prayer. We thank you, Jesus, so much for your goodness. We thank you for your blessings. We're so grateful, God, that we can call on your name, the name above all names, God, the name by which we're saved, Lord Jesus. In your name, there's healing, God. In your name, there's deliverance, God. In your name, there's restoration, God. In your name, Lord, there's power, God. And we call on your name, God. There's no other name, God, we can call on Jesus. That there is power within that name, God. You saw that lifted hands, God. Those worshiping at home, God, who need it, need a touch of you, God. I pray, minister peace, minister uh, healing, minister Lord wisdom, Lord Jesus, minister comfort, God. We pray for Brother Larry, God, his family, God, the passing of his mother, God. I pray. Wrap your arms around them, Lord Jesus, during this time of grief, Lord God, we pray. Lord, you know the situation happening down the road, Lord, whatever that's going on. God, I pray, let everybody be uh, safe and, Lord God, be okay, Lord Jesus, I pray. Lord, the police and uh, and this other service um, people, Lord God, Lord, EMTs and fire, Lord God, I pray. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We come to you to hear your word. Lord God enter into your presence and God Lord as we lift up our hands and draw close to you Lord draw nigh to us Lord God speak to our hearts speak to our minds bring Lord peace Lord God in this place we need you Jesus we need you let's just entertain his presence right now as we go into worship we love you God I love you Jesus I love you Jesus Lord Jesus Lord I thank you God hallelujah hallelujah Lord Jesus
1: Get yeah. Turn. Yeah. No
2: You're a guest of ours. I know Pastor Phil had welcomed you, but I just want to welcome you tonight to Calvary Gospel Church. This is our Wednesday night Bible study. It's a little, little different on a Wednesday night, a little more low low-key than on a Sunday morning. But uh, we've been doing a series. We've been started this at the beginning of the year. You can be seated this evening. We started this at the beginning of the year on Opportunity Knox. We've kind of done a little bit of a spin-off. We're talking about opportunities that are hidden in the little things. So, if you're wondering how long that Pastor Roy is going to preach tonight, Brother Malachi, it's going to take hours. (laughs) Phil was talking about that in our staff meeting on Tuesday about his boys and some of their favorite statements. And Malachi's is it's going to take hours. How long is the preacher going to preach? It's going to take hours. <laughs> I hope not. I want to be in bed by 10. so <laughs> Opportunities. We started this last Wednesday evening. This little spin-off. Opportunities are often hidden in the little things. And uh, so a quick review from last Wednesday. Our first point we made last week was expect previously unknown opportunities even in adversity. And the best way to experience previously unknown opportunities is to expect them. I think any time we're dealing with God and we're dealing with with uh, all of the aspects of God, and and I, He's He's involved or should be involved in just about every area of our lives. That that. Uh, Sometimes we don't expect things to happen, and because we don't expect it, we don't see it, but if we look for it with expectation, as Sister Lindsay said last Wednesday night in our worship service, if we look forward to God moving or doing something in our life with expectancy, then there's a good chance he's going to do something. And second point we made was to tap into previously untapped potential. I believe that every last one of us here tonight, no matter how old, how young you are, there are things that are inside of you that if given the right circumstances and given the right setup and 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 you being able to get out of your fear and begin to step into god that that untapped, unleashed potential will flow out of you. I think we see this happen a lot in our children. Our children go through stages in life and they may be very quietly and introverted at 10, 11, and 12 years old and 13 and all of a sudden they hit their teenage years and they get to 16, 17, 18 and by the time 20 rolls around it's just like you have a whole different person. A lot of us can look at that, and we went through those junior high years where I hated junior high. I mean, I don't know how many of you, 7th and 8th grade, I hated it. But by the time ninth, 10th grade rolled around, 11th grade, I enjoyed high school. So next was to develop a reputation as a problem solver. And we had a little couple little statements that we... Uh, That we interjected in, initiative is doing the right thing without being told to do it. Uh, If you're working on a job and you see something that needs to be fixed or something that should be taken care of, and uh, then take the initiative to do the right thing, just fix it, clean it up. Uh, The last one we had was attitude adjustment. Uh, Bishop has said this statement over the years that your altitude, or your attitude determines your altitude. How high you're going to climb in life depends a lot upon your attitude. Uh, I've worked with people that have had terrible attitudes and sour attitudes, and uh, the, their favorite word is, I can't. And uh, I actually preached a message based upon that, don't tell me I can't, because I got tired of people saying we can't do that. And uh, I I like when somebody says you can't do that, not out of rebellion and not out of trying to tell you, I told you so, sometimes I take that I can't do that or we can't do that as a challenge to figure out how we can do that. I'm sure that when God spoke to Noah and said, I want you to build an ark, before God gave Noah the plans, Noah was probably thinking, "How oh, in the world, I can't do, I don't even know what an ark is. And then God gives him the blueprints, and Noah had three sons, and he obviously was very skilled in the building side of life, and Noah built an ark. When the rest of the world sat there and looked at it and jeered, he, he just kept right on building. So, attitude, understand our attitudes are determined by the collection of the dominant thoughts in our minds. So much of our attitude and so much of who we are is simply based upon what we think. Did you know that? What we think. And I, I've said this so many times, but everything we do, everything we say, everything that we, we interact with, it, everything begins with a thought. It begins right inside of our heads and our attitudes and such. So much of that has to do with dominant thoughts in our minds. So moving on to our next point tonight. And uh, this is a point that we've, we've had interspersed in many messages over the past few years, and that is do something you've never done. Do something you've never done. Now, this is a real challenge for most of us who love to do the most comfortable sort of things. We get up at a certain time every morning, and we go through our morning routines, and there's nothing wrong with going through your morning routine. If you can excuse me for a minute. There's some paper on the floor, and it just bugs me. <laughs> it's every time I look down and I see litter, so <laughs> So we used to, we're creatures of habit. We get up. We, we go, we do the same things. We come home at the end of the day. And, and um, you know, I remember years ago when I, I worked in the trades and you'd talk with guys, and and every night it's the same old thing, the same old thing. And they, they talk about life can get boring and how it's just, man, I need to do something. But you just keep doing the same things and expecting different results. So the real challenge for most of us is to get out of that comfort zone a lot of times I, I hear young people and i hear couples talking about wanting to we need we need to increase our income we want to get a bigger home we we need to go from the the little sedan hatchback to maybe a minivan because your family's growing and, and and in order for all that to happen you have to increase your income but you don't want to put any more time in on the job, and you don't want to go to, back to school to learn any more skills or to upgrade your skill set so you can draw more income. I just want to challenge you. If you're looking to de- desire to increase your income, you may have to do something that you haven't done before. We have a lot of young men that are in the trades and... Uh, I'm a very strong proponent, if you're handy and you're good with your hands and you're mechanical, then get into the trades you can take. And there's a lot of money to be made in plumbing and heating and electrical, drywall, all of those various trades. And uh, use, use the talents and the abilities that God's given you. To increase your income, I was talking with Jimmy Rivest. I had lunch with him on Monday, I believe it was, and we were sitting at the restaurant just talking. And he was telling me, he said, "Can you believe it?" He said, "This year is thirty years he's been in the electrical business from when he started Excel Electric." I remember working with Jimmy when he was contemplating starting a business the company he worked for prairie electric was going out of business and he was getting ready he had written i believe his his journeyman's and his masters and he's like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know and i remember having conversations with him and he talked with a lot of other folks that were in in the trades and business owners and he took the plunge jumped in 30 years ago and uh Congratulations, I don't know, he's somewhere, there he is. (laughs) But you see, if there's something you need to learn to be more effective, but not just in your job, but in every area of your life, then you have to do something different. How does this fill, flood into, or fill in, or tie into opportunities? Sometimes the opportunities that God is giving us are in those little things. It might be something as simple as you just picking up a hobby. A lot of us have hobbies. I have probably too many hobbies. I like to do a lot of different things, but I've, I've... opened up a whole nother area of friends or relationships in my life just by picking up a hobby. And I meet different people, and I've been able to take and and spend time with different people and get to to talk to different people and let different people know that, well, the first thing they ask is, well, what do you do in your real life, you know? And well, I'm a i 'm a pastor, but I 'm a retired plumber because I tie that in because almost everybody I know needs something done with their plumbing so I, I will I will use that. I will use the plumbing aspect and the pastor, so they'll ask me to come to their house and fix their toilet and while I 'm fixing their toilet we're talking about church. <laughs> hey, every opportunity it's oftentimes it's in the little things. A change of ministry perhaps we had our ministry fair on sunday and i want to thank brother jerry and sister Lindsay for an awesome job and all those that that were involved in that and that stayed after and helped with the cleanup and and such thank you so very much but sometimes just a change of ministry can take and open up a whole new level of opportunity you get to meet different people uh, the same people that, that you may see every service, but you get to meet them and get to know them on a different level. And uh, sometimes it's just as simple as tonight as brother John, or Jim Rivest is sitting over on the right side where he's normally back over here where we look for it. Sometimes just sitting in a different seat when you come to church can be a different experience while you're in church. You're sitting by different people You have different conversations that you normally wouldn't have. So sometimes it's just those little things. If what you've been doing isn't working for you, then it's time to face the fact that, hey, I need to do something different. Doesn't mean what you're doing now is not served as purpose. It's got you to where you are, but maybe it's not taking you to where God wants you to be to unleash that next level in your life. I remember years ago uh, I was working um, in plumbing, and we worked for Simon Builders out of Wanakee, and they had a a man that was their layout fella that that laid out all the homes. It was an incredible carpenter, and I believe his name was. Dick Marks. We called him Marksy. And um, he would take the young guys because they would bring in over the summer, they'd bring in college students to take and and work on their construction crews, and they would have them do different things. I remember one day watching a young college student cutting blocks for fascia, where they put the fascia up on the side of the house. And he cut all of these blocks and had a big pile of them, and he's going to nail them onto the fascia board. And every time he would nail it on, the block would split and he had this whole pile of blocks and you had to know Dick Marks he would look at that and he would, he would think sooner or later the kid's going to learn and he had his whole pile of blocks and by the time he was done he had a pile of broken blocks and Dick Marks goes over to him picks up the skill saw pulls out his pencil behind his ear and his tape measure and he laid it out and he says you cut the wood the wrong way you got to cut it with the grain, not against the grain. So you're nailing into the grain, not against the grain. Thus the wood blocks won't split. I remember that to this day. Because sometimes when things aren't working in life, maybe it's just as simply as just cutting the wood in a different direction. (laughs) Cutting the grain differently. So, you look at Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein is attributed to this statement. We've probably said it many times. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. That right there sums up the reason why our country is in such a mess. Because we got the same people that got us into this mess trying to get us out of it. That's just for free so when you're doing something you've never done you're moving into uncharted waters perhaps or you're tackling some type of adversity in your life there are three things that i want you to remember that we need to put into our daily routines and schedules and this is still under our point of do something you've never done so if you're taking notes this would be point a we need to start praising the lord So many times, and I fall into this trap, so many times something happens, and what happens is instead of looking to God, we look and we get frustrated. We're frustrated already most of us were frustrated already because we feel like we're stuck in this forever loop that we're not going anywhere at times so we get stuck in this and 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 we have uh, an adversity or or we're trying to take and maybe move into another area or or whatever and things aren't begin to fight us we need to start praising the lord And uh, Psalm 22.3 is a very, very simple verse. But it says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. You see, we need to praise him for who he is (laughs) and for what he's done for us. What he's going to do now and what he's going to do For you today, what he did for you yesterday, and what he desires to do for you tomorrow, we need to praise him. We need to praise him. We need to praise him because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Now, I've had many of you ask me over the past year or so, Pastor, how how do you study the Bible what do you do to study the Word of God? I want to give you a little bit of a pointer right inside this message today, something you can apply and take home with you. You can take a verse as simple as Psalms 22.3 and turn it into a half-hour Bible study. And this is how you do it. You look at the passage and you say, okay, understand something, the Old Testament, if you're not familiar with the Bible, write this down. The Old Testament is in Hebrew. We read it all in English, but it's written in Hebrew, and that's important, okay? So Old Testament's in Hebrew. The New Testament is in what? Greek, Greek. Greek. correct. So when you look at this, the word inhabitist, it's in the Old Testament, so we have to look into the Hebrew, You're not going to get the same thing if you look in the Greek, you look in the Hebrew. So you look up that word. What does that word mean? It means to dwell, to remain, to sit, or abide. So you can take this, O thou that dwells, O thou that remains, O thou that sits, or O thou that abides, you could put all of those words into there because that's what that word means. That's what the, the author, as he was writing this and penning this, that's what he was in his mind. He's thinking of all these words and he comes up with one word inhabitants and said, Okay, that's the word. So he puts the second word, the word praises in the Hebrew. Now, this is according to Strong's Concordance. You can get this app and put it on your phone. It means adoration or thanksgiving or pay to God, act of general or public praise. So, O thou that abides, remains, or sits, the word praise, you, put, you, you take the praises, the adoration, the thanksgiving, Public praise, And finally, the word Israel in Hebrew literally means God prevails. Or at times, it's the name of the descendants of the nation and the descendants of Jacob. His was, name was changed from Jacob to Israel, so they were called Israelites, just like we're Madisonians or Wisconsinites. Same, same thing. So you look at all of this. That's how you can take a simple verse... And break it down and study it. And then you take each one of those and you make an application into your daily life or your daily routine. So our next thing we need to do, our next key point two here under something you've never done before is think beyond our imagination. Now we covered this briefly a few weeks or actually probably a month plus ago now there are two ways that we see something when we look at something we see it with our natural eyes so I'm looking out here tonight and I'm looking at you with my natural eyes if I want to imagine I could look out there and if we said okay let's all pretend that we're chickens so we all put our thumbs in our armpits and we all go like this and we all flap our arms like chickens can everybody do that you guys going to be with me tonight? Oh, yeah. I close my eyes, and I see Rick Solberg back there. A big plump chicken. A golden plump. A Minnesotan golden plump chicken. Okay, all right. So, you'll f- never forget that. We see with our natural eyes, and we see with our imaginations. I gonna look at this. We... We, we look at the word imagination and we follow that up in, in the Webster's Intercollegiate Dictionary, the biggest one you can find, and you look that up, the after power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses or never before wholly perceived in reality. Our imaginations is the one thing that allows us to see the future before it happens. How many of you have ever sat down and dozed off, closed your eyes, and you just imagine? And your mind begins to think about things that have yet to happen, but you're imagining them in your mind as though they have. How many of you are married here tonight, Everybody that's married probably has imagined living with or married to that sweetheart that you at one time sat next to or took out on dates or whatever. You just imagine. That's how your, your mind works. Teenagers, listen, man, I imagine when I got into that little Fiat sports spider that my dad bought me for my 16th birthday and graduation present, I imagine that thing flying down the interstate at warp speed and a beautiful girl sitting in the passenger seat and going into the Ritbeer stand and getting a Ritbeer and Monona Drive. When all, you know, back in the day, we can, our imaginations. If you're a Ford truck driver, you can just sit back at night and imagine a new Chevy sitting in your, par, in your driveway. You know. Everything I eat, I imagine it's got bacon on it. I mean, that's just, that's just, so, so our imaginations, our imaginations is one thing that allows us to see future before it happens. Imagination is like a spiritual faith when we apply it in a spiritual application. So when you look at it, we say, well, you have a big imagination, Pastor Roy. Some of these dreams, some of these things you've talked about, that's a big, that's looking into the eyes of faith. Sometimes we have to imagine things by faith before we see them in reality. Do you understand that? Revival, things that God wants to do through us here at Calvary Gospel I believe that we have to imagine them in our minds and come in believing by faith Helen Keller I don't know if any of you've ever remember reading her autobiography I guess it was years and years ago but she was incredible incredible individual she was blind and both blind and deaf and she was just an incredible person, but she made this statement Doubts and mistrust are the mere panic of timid imagination, which the steadfast heart will conquer and a large mind transcend. Doubts and mistrust are a mere panic of timid imagination, said from a woman that couldn't see or hear. <laughs> Unbelievable. We read in 2 Corinthians 4.16 in the message. And I like the way it reads in the message because it reads as if we were sitting down and having a personal conversation at the supper table. So we're not giving up. This is what Paul is telling the church in Corinthians. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. But on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things that we can't see now, those things that we see happening in our lives by faith, our faith imaginations, our faith thoughts, but the things we can't see now will last forever. You see, this way we gain more understanding and insight is through using our imaginations, using our faith our spiritual imaginations our faith Ephesians 1:18 in the living bible says i pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he has called you to share i want you to realize that god has been made rich because we are christ or we who are christ have been given to him so how do you see Sitting here tonight, how do you see something in the future? Do you see it through your imagination? Do you see it through those eyes of faith? And that imagination can, bring, can be used for good, or we've seen it be used for evil, depending on whose voice that we are listening to. Whose voice are we listening to tonight? Point three under this is organize for increase. Organized for increase. We read in Luke chapter 4 in the message, 28 through 30, is there anyone here who planning to build a new house doesn't first sit down and figure the costs so that you'll know if you can complete it? If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. A couple miles from our house, driving from our house, if we were to take the back roads over to 12 and 18, we go down and you wind around Jargo and East Jargo, West Jargo, and they all get very confusing if you don't know the area. There's a house. It's a nice house built into up on the side of a hill and Then they have a driveway that goes in and they have a frame of a concrete poured frame of a garage. And uh, I remember when I first went by there, that garage was poured uh, probably 20-something years ago. And 20 years later now, the last I drove by there a few days ago, that garage is still just a poured frame. Nothing else attached to it, nothing else added to it now one of two things happened either they ran out of money or they decided they didn't want it i'm going to kind of guess by the rest of the house they probably bit off more than they could chew and they never finished their garage and this is exactly what this scripture is talking about you have to take, if you're going to plan something, you got to figure out what it's going to cost you. One of the most successful or one of the most successful characteristics of millionaires today are people who write down their goals. We've talked a lot about this, keeping it in your head. I've talked to people, well, you know, I just, I don't, I, don't, I don't carry a notebook with me. I don't carry a journal with me. I just keep it in my head. <laughs> I don't know how you are, but I don't have the capacity in my head to keep everything in my head that I think about over the course of a day. I'm always missing something. And also, what would you think of businesses, what would you think if our church, if we just kept our records in Sister Jessica's head? Think about that. That's why so many of our couples run into financial problems is because she's keeping records in her head and he's keeping it in his head, but the problem is you're both spending the same money twice. (laughs) She's got it going for groceries and you got it going for a, a future boat payment. So if you do excellent work for someone else, you should do it no less than for yourself. We are business managers of God and he has made you and I, this goes all the way back to the garden. God, God put humanity in charge of the planet. You realize that? God, God told Adam and Eve, he said, listen, everything I have created, everything you see here in this garden, you are stewards over. You are managers over. That's why it bugs me when I drive down the roads in our communities and I see old tires and mattresses and washing machines and all kinds of trash thrown out along the roadside because God placed us to be stewards over this. And we scream and yell about saving the planet, but we just throw stuff out and trash garbage all over. Drive down the interstates in the spring of the year and look at all the junk that's been tossed out over the winter months. So if you want to experience an increase in your life, then you need a plan and you need to organize your life. We read in Habakkuk two, and this is paraphrased, as stewards, we own nothing, but we have the awesome responsibility of managing Everything. And our boss says we must write the vision and make it plain. So when it comes down to writing down, journaling, keeping track of life, we're talking about organizing for increase. If you were going to start a business today, and uh, you were going to sit down with some of your friends, and you were going to start to brainstorm, would you start to write stuff down? Or would you just listen to everything, and say, oh, yeah, I got this, and not write anything down, and then you go to take those business ideas to your, to your accountant, and, and, and your, 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 the, the lawyer that's going to help you set up your LLC, or however you're going to do that, and, and he says, well, let me see, what, 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 are, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I sat down with my friends, and you know, I really don't remember what they all told me, but they were really good ideas, Well, I'm going to have to have a little bit more than just good ideas. And then you got to go to the bank to get a loan. It doesn't work that way. You need to write things down. If we want to take and organize for increase, we have to have a process, we have to plan. Your system, personally, how many of you here don't have a smartphone? Okay, a lot of our kids, okay? All right. There's a few of us, okay, but almost every person I know other than the few here that don't have smartphones, you have apps that you can put on your phone that are note apps. You can put color note on your, your phone, and you can colorize. I, that's what I have. Purple means one thing, and red. I got district stuff. I've got personal stuff. I've got all the filters for my my, my vehicles. I, I always forget that. I go to get an oil filter. I go to get a fuel filter, and I'm like, I don't remember what did I get last time. Well, I, I write it down. Put it on your app. I go in now to O'Reilly's, and I open up that app. I pop open to the 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 right motorhome. It's 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 red, and oh, there's the fuel filter I need. Write it down. Tablets, daily planners, legal pad, whatever you do. But your organizing should include your appointments. It should include your, that way you don't miss appointments. I missed one the other day because I didn't put it in my phone the way I normally do with the reminder. The reminders are awesome because it'll tell me an hour before you have this coming up. Don't forget You'll appreciate that if I miss one of your appointments. (laughs) Your appointments, errands, daily tasks, and for us husbands, that's our honey-do lists. It's important we put those in. My wife has her own little color. So you need to find what works for you, and then you work it. You work it. And if you can organize yourself, the younger you can organize yourself, the better you're going to be as you grow older. So if you think beyond your imagination without the ability to retrieve that information, listen, you're just spinning your wheels. And you're frustrating not only yourself, but you're frustrating those around you that are depending on you. I, I am so thankful. We can stand. Some of you thought I was going to just keep going and going and going. Brother Micah, I'm, I'm Malachi, brother. I'm, I am done, bro. There you go. Got the thumbs up. These are just some practical things. Now, we're going to wrap this up and tie it all together and wrap it all up next Wednesday night, and then we're going to be moving, uh, moving in a little different direction. We have a baby dedication this Sunday. We have a lot of families that are having their babies dedicated, so I'm excited about that. And then next Sunday, we have Sister Terry Spears is going to be with us and it's been a little while since she's been here and uh many of you probably remember but you may not remember but her husband brother steve had has passed away i think it'll be two years this march uh that that he passed away so just pray for her i'm very excited she's a tremendous tremendous uh minister and and speaker and she'll be a real blessing for us here but uh To close this out, because this is just one of those, take this information home, write it down, listen to it, apply it, we're just going to finish this service out with just a little bit of worship. Can we do that? Is that all right? So we have the altar down here, if you have a specific need that you would... Uh, need some prayer on, I, I just want to invite you to come on down to the front and we'll pray with you or pray for you. But I, I just want to tell you, I am so thankful. The first thing we talked about here was praising the Lord. If Some things you've never done. You know what? I, I just want to just, let's just start the first thing. And just finish this off by praising the Lord. Can we do that? So as Sister Brittany and her worship team leads us in worships. It's going to open up this front if you want to come down. That has to. never
1: overcome your light, and there is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us, every battle you've already. There is no weapon that has never left a mark on you. There is no army with the power to conquer too. You've always been. I will turn into peace and shake off despair As I sing out your name of victory dance I will dance out of faith I will crush disappointment and break every chance all of my fear I will turn into grace And shake off despair as I sing out your name Of victory dance I will dance out of faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory dance I will dance out in vain I will crush disappointment and break every chance All of my fear I will turn into grace Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory dance I will dance out in vain I will crush disappointment and break every chance Break every chance Break every chain. 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 Break every time, Break, every break, every break every Show me one thing He can't do. Show
2: say, we've, many of you know, we've started a, a, a work there in Waterloo, and uh, Brother, Sister Solberg, are overseeing that, and I'm just so, it's this is we have an awesome facility there, it's all awesome how this all came to be, and, and we're going to be sharing it with you here coming up, but uh, they also have Tim and Kim Hoover that are working with them, and uh, I don't see them tonight, but uh, I'm very thankful for for them and then also we have uh, brother Roman George and brother Ryan Rivest that are on the team there and I'm very excited very excited I'm very appreciative that all of these people are stepping out of their comfort zones and stepping in to their God-given potential so tonight to do something or do something we've never done I think a lot of us can say I'm doing something I've never done and uh, under that we had start praising the Lord and we talked about thinking beyond our imagination and organizing for increase and we're going to finish this up with our last point next Wednesday night and uh, tie this all together but uh, thank you very much so very much for coming out tonight God bless you all and uh, shake hands with a a guest shake hands with a brother sister thank you to our music team sister Brittany. you gals did an awesome job tonight thank you so very much god bless you thank you to our sound and overhead and all of you guys awesome job sounded awesome up here thank you